0: hello there everybody welcome to a reaction to the seattle kraken at st louis blues loss october 14th 2023 it will be uploaded uploaded a few days late i apologize for that busy weekend here at circling seattle sports i am your host as always charles Hamaker here with you tough game for seattle they finish out their road trip um zero wins two losses and one overtime loss this is a tough one uh this one does go to a shootout some some Similar characteristics for this game um, as opposed uh, in in relation to the last two. The first period, good high energy for the Kraken. They generate chances uh, on the offensive end. St. Louis kind of has a push towards the end of the first period. The second period is a little bit wild. Um, Before Seattle gets on the board for their first actual goal of the game, which was scored by Jaden Schwartz on the power play, yes, I said a power play goal. Don't be too surprised um, or do. I mean, I'm not your boss. Um, there was an opportunity that Seattle had um, to have the first goal of the game earlier, but because of a goaltender interference call on Jared McCann, that very, his his stick very lightly touched um, blues goaltender Jordan Bennington up on his blocker side. Um and it was it was funny. Bennington's legs came out from underneath him when it was his um, blocker that was lightly grazed. So unsure about that. Kind of some embellishment um, there by Bennington, but not surprised given his character as a human being. Um, tough one. Seattle doesn't get that goal. And if they did, they win this game if the rest of the game plays out as it did. Uh, Jaden Schwartz gets the first goal of the game. Um 40 seconds into the second period on a power play. It's a power play goal. He gets the tip in off the assist from Oliver Bjorkstrand and Vince Dunn. Uh, the Vince Dunn assist is his point, 100th point as a Kraken player, so that was nice to see. Uh, just unfortunate that about seven minutes and some change later, St. Louis is able to answer with a goal of their own as Jordan Cairo. Uh, the Blues really were kind of the Blues in the Kraken were going rush for rush, uh, and Cairo is able to score Uh, St. Louis kind of gets an odd man rush there um, and beats Joey Decord, who's got his first start of the season. So tough one there. Uh, It's tied up, goes into the third period. No one's able to score there. In the overtime period, Seattle dominates the puck heavily to not the amusement of the Blues fans in attendance at the Enterprise Center. A lot of booing uh, as the Kraken were very smart with the puck. If they didn't like the look, they just kind of circled back and, and looked for a new look got a different rush and kept the st louis skaters on um, in that respect it was good and the, and the kraken had an opportunity late to go ahead and win it in that overtime period with less than 30 seconds as adam larson had a shot that uh, was coming down it was barreling down in the high danger zone uh, and his shot is just a few inches um, from uh, going into the net But Jordan Bennington's left leg pad stops it. We go to the shootout. The shootout problems. Um, do I want to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah. We have to Yeah, we have to talk about it now. Um, it was funny. In the inaugural season for the Kraken, they went three and one in shootouts on the season. Last year they went 0-4. This year they're off to a bad start 0-1. So they're 0-5 since year one in the shootout. Um, yeah, the shootout doesn't. They, they tried some different players this time around. It was Maddie Beniers first, then Oliver Bjorkstrand and Jordan Everly. All three of them fail, unfortunately. Uh, Bennington has a relatively solid night, which I say begrudgingly, given the character of him as a human being. Um, and only one Blues player scored. It's Thomas, Jordan Thomas. Um, ooh, I don't believe his name's actually Jordan. I could be wrong. Uh, Robert Thomas. My apologies. I had Jordan Cairo in my head there. Uh, Robert Thomas scores on the last attempt that St. Louis had and wins it there for them. The crack can get one standings point. That's fine. Uh, Now we'll go into some of the other stuff. Joey Decord in his first start of the season. uh, He looked good. Joey looked good in his first start of the year against the Blues. Uh, As you can see on your screen here. Little Joey with this photo by Matthew. 24 saves and 960 save percentage. He saved two of those shootout attempts on uh, his first start of the season. He had 1.07 goals saved above expected. So Joey looks strong. I mean, he he kind of showed why he earned that backup position uh, behind philip Grubauer. And and goaltender has been strong for the Kraken so far this season. Obviously, it's a small sample size through three games, uh, but they've played some talented teams. So to see that goaltender, you know, those goaltender position goaltenders show out early on is good and to largely see that the goals that opposing teams have gotten have come on sort of odd man rushes i can kind of live with that you know that that stuff that can be fixed uh you know so it was nice to see joey have a nice game here uh, and really show out he did earn uh the nhl's second star for this game um we look at it uh, the lone goal scorer, as I mentioned, Jaden Schwartz scores against his former team. One goal, two shots, two hits on the day. Nice tip in there. Sort of some some that Jaden Schwartz can bring here, that veteran savvy, a nice tip in in front of the goal off the Bjorkstrand assist. Uh, so Seattle goes one for one on the power play, which was kind of funny. I talked about it in our CSS on Converge episode. Excuse me, I had hiccups. Um the last two power plays that the Kraken have had, the second one in Nashville looked really good. They didn't score on it, but it looked really good. Uh, and then this one that they scored on in St. Louis, the only one they got, head coach Dave Hakstol did say that he thought that they should have more than the one um, from this game. Maybe there's some positive momentum building on here potentially. So that will lead us straight um, into the special team's side of things. One power play, no notes they scored on it. I mean, it's, it's what you need um, from the power play. It was a power play that um, started at the end of the first period and then carried over to the second period. Uh, The penalty kill, the penalty kill continues to look excellent. Uh, Seattle still has not allowed a power play goal knock on the woods. Um, And it's looked there. There was one play where Pierre-Edouard Belmar's stick broke. Um, no, it was Jamie Alexiak's stick who had broke. So Belmar gave his stick to Alexiak, uh, who we'll talk about in a second when it comes to the penalty kill. Um, and Belmar, it was like if you're a soccer fan, uh, a cross had come into the box and you're trying to play it with your foot, and you kind of dive at it, and you kind of stab at it with your foot. That's what Belmar did to block a pass and essentially make a clear during one of the, the penalty kills. And Jamie Alexiak too, uh, he had an excellent game on the kill in this one, um, whether it was his physical play uh, or his shot-blocking ability, and he had a great game overall, not just on the uh, penalty kill. So the kill continues to look good, and maybe with how the last two power plays have gone for the Kraken, there's some momentum building right now for them uh we look over now there was no update on brandon tanev uh he did not go into morning skate it was an optional skate uh ahead of the st louis game and there's still no sort of update on tanev we'll look here um Yeah, still undisclosed, so there's nothing officially from the team about what the injury is. It likely is a head injury, Uh, as you've seen by now. uh, Vegas forward Brett Howden, who did lay the hit on Tanev in the opening night game, was suspended for two games um, after that, so there's no update. Uh, people did point out that there was no corresponding call-up from Coachella Valley, the AHL affiliate of the Kraken, uh, to replace Tanev's spot. So m- there might be optimism that he'll be back sooner rather than later, potentially. Um, some point during the upcoming homestand on the 17th, 19th, or 21st, we'll have to see that. We've got practice uh, by the time you're seeing this today, uh, Monday the 16th. So we'll ask about that. Um Follow us on social media for that in real time, Uh, but no update on Brandon Tanev as of right now. Uh, That leads us over to the end of it uh, with the road trip. Um, It's tough. No wins, two losses, and one point uh, off that overtime loss. Seattle, as you can see, as I remove the banner now, only scored two goals over the course of the first three games. Um, As I've kind of talked about in the last two reaction videos, I don't think it's anything necessarily. Oh, wait, oops, wrong banner. I got rid of, sorry about that. I'm not too overly concerned right now um, about the lack of goals. I think this is just a bad bounce situation right now. The Kraken have been able to generate really solid. The shot quality against Nashville uh, wasn't really great um, here in St. Louis. They probably, they were a few pipes away um, from some more goals and they, they should have had that other one. Uh, there should have been a Vince Dunn goal on the goalie interference call uh, against McCann uh, that Bennington embellished. But I, I really think it's just one game where the floodgates open and then things uh, go from there. A lot of people have pointed out, oh, I missed Donato and Sprong and Geeky, and I understand that. It's fair to miss players. But, um, you know, the fourth line – last year was very offensive minded uh with those three players in particular um and you look at this this group now the fourth line will include tandem in he's injured with Tanev and belmar and cartier uh, yamamoto not so much in regards to what i'm about to say they're very they're much more defensive minded um uh, so you probably won't see that sort of offensive production that you got from those three that i mentioned in donato geeky and Sprong that you will this year um but the shot production is there right now. The quantity is there. The quality has been there. Uh, I think it's a matter of time uh, before they're able to start generating. Uh, the goaltender play looks good. The penalty kill has looked good. Um, defense has had some mistakes. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm sure those can be cleaned up as well. Just as I mentioned, some odd man rushes have gotten other team's goals. Um, and early in the season, they played some good teams, uh, Vegas and Nashville have some good roster. Um, uh, Makeup and, and St. Louis as well has talent still, so uh, you've I'm really not too worried about it. Um, but it's going to be a big homestand coming up. So we look at it here the next game that the Kraken play is Tuesday, October 17th, versus the Colorado Avalanche. It's the first time that they'll meet the team that they bounce in the first round of last year's Stanley Cup playoffs in seven games. Uh, it'll be a big one, it's going to be on ESPN, it's not on the Root Sports broadcast. Uh, it's a seven o'clock puck drop. If you are coming to the game, there is a camper mug giveaway. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, you've got Colorado to kick off the uh, homestand, the three game homestand, Colorado on Tuesday, Carolina on Thursday, Carolina, who just got beat by the Ducks, um, the six to three. And then on Saturday, you've got the New York Rangers. So it's it's three teams that made the playoffs last season. It's not going to be an easy feat. But with the positives that the the Kraken have, if they can execute and if they can get some of these goals to go their way, if they can get a puck to bounce the right way, I think they should be in good shape. So that is it uh, for reaction Kraken at Predators, October fourteenth, two 2023.